Hello and welcome to episode 17 of the Deeper Current podcast. I am your host, Hannah Ruth Dyson, and welcoming you back. Thanks for joining me. If you're here for the first time, also welcome. I am truly honored to have each and every one of you who are here tuning in. And once again, thank you for the kind messages and emails I've received so far. Some of you who've tuned into every single episode, which... Oh, just hearing that makes my heart um, glow and, and truly, truly happy to be able to be a support during this time, um, especially from last week's episode, which was probably one of the least, um, well, I don't think I planned for it at all. I think I just um, dropped in and showed up on the mic and it seems to be an episode that really has supported um, many of you. So really grateful for that and yeah thank you so much I, honestly um, I'm still gonna respond to each of you personally but each of those messages and emails they just um, they help keep me going in this beautiful medium I, I already received I think just enough on by myself doing this <laughs> even if I didn't receive um, any feedback or response because I kind of get to show up and process and um, I think often record the sort of messages that I need to hear also. But as soon as I yeah, receive any message or email um, and hear from you, it really, yeah, it reaffirms that I'm on the right path. I'm in the current. I feel, um, yeah, I'm in my flow and it's just you know, it's just beginning. This is like, um, as you can tell, I, still I have no intro, or outro, or any kind of fuss in this podcast. I haven't made any effort to really promote it. It's really this organic thing. I'm just allowing it to be because it doesn't need to really become anything. Um, I, of course, would love to be a support to anyone who might need it and who is called to this platform but I'm really just allowing this to take shape and take form in the way it wants to grow and be and and just evolve over time and right now keeping it really simple and easy um, just by recording and posting it and just kind of I mean I, I, I re-listen to myself and then I make the little notes and then I post it and uh, just that enough is like a little bit of, um, you know, work each week, but um, really rewarding. So really worth it. And I get to, yeah, share what's going on with my other projects and with work in general and, you know, just keep up um, with what's going on in the world. And of course, we have this big, uh, big situation happening right now it's this big um i think awakening transition um really interesting point in time <laughs> really a big moment we're going to look back to i think and 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 realize how yeah nothing was really the same again i get that feeling and yeah i want to begin this episode just by dropping into a meditation i usually do um, like a meditation before I jump on, um, but I am getting also the the feedback that 
you enjoy med- my meditations and I, I used to guide meditations a lot and people would always um, yeah ask me to record them and I have I have done some recordings in the past but anyway yeah let's just drop in because it will help me as well just to fully center so I invite us just to um, hopefully you, you can take um, a bit of space to yourself um, just to drop in and close your eyes of course if you're driving or I don't know what you might be doing you might not be able to but maybe you can come back to this and once again I invite us just to take a deep breath and release through the mouth (sighs) and the more I find the more I can do that throughout a day the more useful (laughs) the more I release the more yeah I'm able to just stay present and not allow um, tension and build up and unprocessed emotions or sensations or feelings to build up in the body so taking another deep breath to release and one more I want to invite us to imagine roots growing down from our seat or our feet or perhaps if you've lied down from your whole body or whatever, whichever part of us is touching the ground, imagining roots growing deep, kind of grounding us, connecting us to our place, our space. And with eyes closed, just taking in our surroundings, filling in all the details of our environment, just becoming aware of where we are exactly situated, aware of the sky or the ceiling above us. And I want to really tune into the breath here so with each inhale taking up space and with each exhale just softening into our body and into our roots and our anchor and really visioning with each inhale that expansion taking up space being unafraid to fill the room or the space we're in, really expanding our energetic bodies, our presence. And again, with each exhale, just softening and surrendering into who we are. So we begin to get this visualization or the sense of ourself expanding and also softening and relaxing. We are of course reminded that we are allowed to take up space exactly as we are. And here if we feel any resistance or weight allowing it to drop off 
simply shaking it off, perhaps taking any hand actions that kind of really uh, sort of signify us releasing any of that energetic weight, emotional weight, any burdens we might be carrying, any shoulds. And we want to come back to that really pure essence of ourselves as newborns, as babies, as young children. This light that we carry that is still there, this spark that is uniquely us. And allowing that to shine and to be seen, to be felt wherever we walk, whatever we do. Really allowing ourselves to radiate. Not trying to be anything other. Just allowing ourselves to simply be ourselves. Mm, and I feel that tenderness in the heart, perhaps any emotion that might be rising up, anything that we have been carrying with us, any of the times that we've had to kind of play a part, shapeshift, try and fit in, trying to impress, trying to um, be the good child, the good sibling, the good partner, the good friend. Uh, allowing that heart to receive love. And again, allowing ourselves to <laughs> receive uh, exactly who we are. Not needing to put on a brave face, to smile when we don't feel like smiling, to... Again, allowing ourselves to be free and knowing that that can also take time to unravel, to set ourselves free. We witness all the weight that we're carrying that we may have taken on in this lifetime so far. What it might take to come back to that free essence, that free spark spirit. But just right now, with eyes closed for a few moments longer, just bringing our hands to our heart, holding ourselves here, offering ourselves that love, forgiveness, that seeing, that acknowledgement, and potentially hugging ourselves, just feeling our arms, our shoulders, Taking a moment just to press our hands um, all over the body, just connecting to our physical form. So just pressing on the feet, on the toes, on the ankles, the calves, the knees, the thighs, the hips. Pressing on our wounds, connecting to 
the base of our spine also, through our bellies and our breasts, our chests, shoulders, arms, coming into the neck and just connecting to our face. Whenever you feel ready, whenever you've awoken every part of your body, slowly opening eyes, or of course you can keep your eyes closed if it feels better to do so. But yeah, welcome, welcome to this week's episode. It felt really good for me to to guide that. I really, I miss, I was, I used to share a weekly uh, meditation class and I was also doing a weekly circle where I'd always share meditation. And so, yeah, I've, I've missed that part of my um, offerings. I, I love going into meditations by myself, but there's something beautiful about what comes through me. Like just then, I had, <laughs> I had no idea what was going to come out of my mouth next. But of course, uh, I think it's what I needed and hopefully it served you as well. And I think it ties in with, um, yeah, some of the things I wanted to speak to this week. Um, Just acknowledging once again that this is a really interesting time and we are allowed to feel, again, our feelings, um, whatever they may be, um, really just allowing that. And then uh, trusting also that we can move through all of our emotions and just by dropping into them and processing we get to yeah come through the other side and I am just just also coming out wading out of some of my own sea of emotions again I, I mean I haven't been able to necessarily pinpoint anything but um it's just felt like this general um fogginess and um tides of of just I don't know, emotion, heaviness, um, but not quite um, connected to anything. But um, saying that, we are also, as much as we're going through a collective situation right now, we are very much um, each in our personal journey. And so using this time to really connect to our personal journey, and that takes... Um, a little bit of tuning in and tuning out of the collective noise. I can say I've also just finally said I'm not going to look at the news anymore and I'm not going to look at any more videos or I don't know, theories of what's going on. I'm not going to just for this time not going to take in any more information and I know through um, loved ones or through people I'm connecting with that I'll still hear the things I need to hear you know I'll still learn about things I need to learn Um, but yeah even social media even though mine is overwhelmingly positive because it's all pretty much related to this virus I've been also still finding it a little bit overwhelming and really needing to tune in to myself. And so I want to share a little bit from 
um, a conversation I had with a dear friend. I actually worked with her for like a year and a half and I uh, would love to have her on the show very soon. Um, she's an incredible consultant. She works with um, like social entrepreneurs and her name is Natalia Bonilla. I'll link her below. But uh, since I had to kind of slow everything down and kind of... Um, I can't say I let anyone go because it's not like uh, our relationships ended, but it's um, I had to take some time and space away from employing anyone because I put all of my resources into um, the Soul Seed House this previous year and the, and the new website. And I'm still like climbing back out of that kind of... Um, a little bit of a hole I got myself into. I just think I nestled in, like nearly went into hibernation and like really did all the deep work to to bring out all of this um, research and content and all the things that I've been working on. Um, yeah, it really took pretty much everything out of me and I knew I just had to slow down everything. I had to really like cut off all my income streams I had to yeah just go inwards I though you know I kept I'd been talking for years about doing this um work and it was not until my my partner was like that you just need to do it like I've got you like don't worry um and it was like one of the craziest decisions to do as we were building a house which obviously you know of course it costs more than you um, plan for in case in this case it just kept costing and, and costing and costing and costing us more than we um, could budget for or plan for so we're still like yeah climbing out of that hole keep catching up with all of those things like um getting back into you know a flow of income myself and then um just like with my partner also just um yeah getting back to <laughs> a flow where we don't have to owe so many people money and we don't have to keep yeah anyway it's been an interesting journey and it's tested me um really to my depths because I realized I'd really valued my independence and earning abilities and um, it brought up a lot of um, uncomfortable memories and, and, and things for me to have to like rely on my partner also but then learning to also allow that and to also heal that part of me that felt I, I guess wounded around that like the feminine wound I guess of relying on the masculine which has you know been uh, the case for um, many many hundreds of years we've had this dynamic in society that we're just you know all trying to um, find our way in some way back into balance and uh, yeah it was again interesting I just uh, like a year and a bit of, like a year and a half ago um, like I mentioned in the previous money episode, which I'll link below, um, I think it was called Money Always, I mentioned this talk that I gave and I have to apologize because in that episode I, I spoke about um, the recording of that talk that I would have up onto YouTube and that I would link and that still hasn't happened. I um, really just because I... 
have not taken the time to like like just get into basic video editing on my laptop and so I was just relying on um friend and, and people I worked with in the past so the video is still kind of um sitting with someone else and so I still need to follow up on that and um I look forward to sharing that but I'm going to share some of it today um some of the stuff that I, I mentioned last time that you could check out in the video I'll, I'll, I think I'll talk through today because it'll help me to kind of come back to it but it was interesting because that was I guess right before I took that decision to focus full-time on saucy gathering and the house and all the research um, and just basically stop earning from, like putting my energy into other um, ways of earning and and so on and put really all, everything I had into it also and uh, of course like <laughs> across the span of that year I had so many more lessons around money um, showing up for me and I'm grateful because I know since I've made money a focus because it's been my really my Achilles heel like I mentioned in that episode I really really I've only just, you know, recently accepting that I I do value and honor money in my life and I welcome it um, because in the past I just had this story that, I, you know, I just just needed it to, to do the things I wanted to do and move on and I didn't need to hold on to any of it and I just wanted to be free. I didn't want to, like, consume my mind with money, but, you know, um, wrapped up with a lot of dysfunction and avoidance and just uh, so a lot of stuff I've had to kind of get right by by also being um, the leader of an organization needing to know that when people you know we've had um, wealthy patrons contact us people interested in investing into the project and I mean this first happened like three years ago and I realized wow I have a lot of work to do to feel good about that <laughs> to feel that I um, and of course uh, ready to bring in support right away as well so it's not just me you know like accounting and um, uh, and like yeah people who can help uh, budget and, and schedule those things but uh, I also knew I had to get right by that and really um, look at money and really uh, explore what it means in the world and uh, yeah the interesting thing, and I just realized I've come away from my conversation with Natalia, but I'm going to come back to it, I promise. But um, yeah, coming to this money workshop, it's interesting, like right before um, I came to share it, I kind of knew what I wanted to share. But then uh, just a few days before, a friend um, was like, oh, that's interesting, you're doing a money workshop are you going to talk about the sacral chakra because money is connected to the sacral chakra and it was really interesting when he said that because I suddenly realized no I want to talk about money connected to all the chakras and through that framework is a really interesting way um, of exploring money and yeah why this I think it's coming up today is because I think this is one of the biggest fears and vulnerabilities for uh, many people right now through you know another recession through um, a lot of people losing their jobs and yeah a lot of uncertainty and um, my whole work and what I offer and what I guide uh, I guess is really to connect to our soul's path and so it's a gift honestly uh, it might feel 
really rough right now. Anything that's showing up, maybe, you know, being a loss of job or just being really vulnerable or uncertain, like just right now, we need to drop in and know that we are okay no matter what. Like we will figure things out. We are resourceful. We are, you know, nothing can be stolen again from our wealth of experience. Everything has been a stepping stone for where we're meant to be really going. And I really believe our soul's path is here like for us. It's with us. It's not um, against us. It's not, you know, this whole collective shift right now um, while we can really honor and pray the many lives that are being lost and are being, um, you know, affected right now, um, really, like again, coming into that complete, um, beautiful respect of death and and these cycles of life, and and really honoring also our own death, and whenever that might be, knowing that we want to stay fully alive in this moment however much time we have to be as fully alive and feeling all the emotions you know when I'm feeling all my emotions I know I'm alive I'm awake I'm like connected and um, sometimes they're really rough like really rough <laughs> but I know I'm gonna come through it and the gifts that again come through it and this soul's path is not easy it tests us on every level there are so many initiations and rites of passages. This is really also why we work with seasons because it just helps this natural repatterning. It's this, um, yeah, beautiful wisdom that begins to show up in our lives when we realize uh, this too shall pass and everything is moving me still in the right direction. Anything that is lost is meant to be lost. Anything that uh, you know, dies in my life, like be it um, a job or be it certain relationships or whatever, it's it's here for me. And just coming into this absolute trust and love in ourselves to know that uh, we are absolutely okay, we all weather all storms, and whatever is here to show up for us is is like meant to be and whatever drops off is not and when we really come into that um, beautiful understanding and surrender on our journey um, again like it, it creates ease on this path it's not easy but it does create ease and the flow we begin to flow and we feel this sensation of movement of creation of possibility it's so wonderful and the gifts are like never ending the fulfillment the sense of being whole it's like so worth it this journey right and um I talk often about the cycles and the seasons kind of in I guess the more the micro with like a project or with um with one year like just looking at the, working with the seasons in real time but also these bigger seasons that play out in our actual life and what I am experiencing and then what I'm witnessing is that we are so cut off as a modern society from really growing up through rites of passages like really being like rising to the occasion being tested and um like maturing in that way I there's a reason why um the Kogi in Colombia that we we worked with in in our chapter two in Soul the Soul Sea Gathering 
there's a reason they call us uh, the younger brothers and sisters of them. Like they see themselves as their, our older brothers and sisters. They are much older civilization. They are. <laughs> We are much more wise and connected and they really look at us and from their vantage point I remember looking back at our society being like uh, yeah of course we're still children like the way we just you know grab for things we distract ourselves we go through the motions we're like not really alive or awake we're just you know getting from one place to the next and um, consumed by ourselves and and um okay i'm moving in all directions now but uh yeah this is um i'm gonna tie it all back in but yeah there's a beautiful piece of wisdom that i heard like three or four years ago from this guy peter sage and i've really really kept it as part of my work and a part of my awareness ever since because it's a beautiful way of understanding and he he shares and I'll, I'll link I'll try and find the original interview I, I heard with him below um, but he talks about this um, frame of philosophy where you you can look at the world through a different lens and so we begin um, by like look, saying like everything is happening to me so to me and you might hear yourself saying this like oh this happened to me and then this happened to me or you might hear it around you you might definitely become more attuned to it now and what I did I think he kind of speaks it more as a sort of hierarchy of um, I guess ways of seeing the world and I see it more within this cycle uh, so the to me would be the, the spring like right now the childlike um, you know life is happening to us and we're just along for the ride and that you know it's beautiful like what's going to happen next like let's <laughs> let's wait and see um, but we want to also be able to shift out of that when the time is called for and so the next stage would be um, by me and I think this is the kind of stage that we're a little bit obsessed with in our society. It's the kind of A-type, like, I can make it happen. And, you know, it's like this, um, as long as I hustle and grind and I, like, do all the things and uh, I will make, like, this will work. Um, and so that's really helpful at times, especially for me, because I'm very easily passive and like go with the flow and, and easygoing so sometimes taking that energy on is like really good for me it helps shift things um, and this is really about shifting things in our life so really sensing when the time is right to move into different stages the third stage which I think is the stage I primarily teach and, and talk about in this podcast and through the work of Women Change World um, is through me and so this would be the flow state this is like, I have always the visualization of a mother giving birth. So through me, you know, the life comes and we birth projects. We are creative and you hear people, artists, writers, you know, they're channeling, they're um, connecting to some sort of source energy or they don't know where it always comes from, but they're working with it. Like, right, they have to still hold the pen or hold the paintbrush. Um, and it's like uh, sports um players and athletes also they will feel something there's something coming through them and they're working with it and that's how they suddenly you know beat the world record or they you know win the race they are 
or win the game. They are just, yeah, in this like channeled place. So through me is that really beautiful um, space to be in. And uh, I think it's the one that I, I want to work with the most because it feels um, the most, uh, I don't know, useful at this time. Um, but then the final stage is as me. So um, we are all one. Everything is everything. And um, this sort of full surrender into bliss and um, like nothing is so personal nothing is so um yeah everything is connected and everything is part of everything else so uh this full yeah surrender which we come into um i think at the north in the elder stage the kind of full um bridge between life and death that like ultimate space um of beauty and and just pure pure connection and essence again um and that is again it just what a beautiful state to be in um but i don't know about you i i can't always stay in that same state i'm human i'm on this human journey and so seeing these stages as a cycle has really helped me because i see then where i'm at and i can say like okay you can allow yourself to swim in this a little bit and then shift gears and move into the other stage um, and work with that energy. And so this is like, again, I think these little rites of passages, these little initiations into different states of awarenesses, I think can help shift our lives so that we can also grow wise and not be just in these patterns that keep us stuck and make us feel like victims or make us feel like um like a burnout or when we're saying goodbye me and we feel like we're responsible and we have to get things done and da 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 um allowing for that complete um, flow state that through me like when the time is right channeling and just allowing that free flow and then again and again coming into asmi that pure meditative state and it's kind of like um I, it's kind of like the space i've been feeling a, a little bit like when i've gotten out of the kind of resistance and the anxiety and the uh, you know all the other noise of what's going on at this time when i come into as me it's like wow things just happen i don't even have to work with anything it's like things just show up and i've already had those experiences uh, these last couple of weeks really not being able to do anything or work with any energy because i am like um really mainly being a full-time mom right now and now and also recently a, a puppy mom uh, we just got a puppy uh, a couple of days ago so yeah just being fully in that space that oneness that presence and uh the world still evolving with like as me you know it's still there and and the things i was wishing for hoping for like and uh, just clues that things are showing up by themselves it's really really cool so yeah anyway i <laughs> all these different tangents i'm gonna weave back in and um come back to the money the money chakras to connecting to our chakras with money and yeah it comes back to this place of knowing 
absolutely going to be okay no matter what. And this is, I think, really important to connect with money because we've become so dependent as a society. Um, it can really consume us, even if we don't want it to. It can consume us because, you know, we're part of this system where not many people are winning. Um, and the system is kind of rigged to... Um, to trap us right and it's easy so to also forgive ourselves if we've fallen into traps of debt or um what it, whatever it is burdens around money where we can't just be free um we, we feel all this um tethering and all this um I guess responsibility um, but knowing again that we will be okay we are resourceful no matter the situation and actually the greatest gifts can be when we are in debt or when we're in tough places to heal that there the shame the guilt this is something I've heard through clients and um, workshop clients uh, just so many people have said the same thing that they feel guilty for the money they do have and shame for the money they don't have, like not having enough, and simultaneously feeling this, which just shows the sickness of our society and the stories that we rerun and tell ourselves and are repeated. Like I, I'm just kind of fine-tuned and highly aware now of like kind of the amount of TV and film that paint the wealthy person is the bad person and the poor humble person is the good person and the amount of times this gets repeated in our psyche of course this gets embedded and of course um, we can see it in our world in our society of course there are people who are hoarding and who are not happy and who are um, just obsessed with power and obsessed with wealth and um, just wealth for wealth's sake and and you know bless them because they're in their own self-made golden prison um so just yeah aware of this these trappings and and the and the way the system is rigged it's not uh, i think that's sometimes where i'm a little bit um wary of the kind of spiritual conversations where we talk about abundance and infinite and all those things and um it's like yes we are abundant we are um, infinite we are able to generate and create something out of nothing and all those things but there are also energy patterns and ways the system is rigged um so just to be aware of that that was again some of the greatest gifts I had from just studying economics briefly at university I'm grateful to have seen how rigged the system is and also just like what a crazy house of cards and just like how we've allowed uh, I don't know put all of our trust into these systems that are just really um yeah weak and um just I mean crazy just it's just like the whole system is so um bogged down and it's like um bolstered and and inflated and and just like I don't know it's all just games of perception people just want to be 
looking like their the economy's good. People like presidents and prime ministers, they're all just trying to make it look like it is. Companies are just trying to make it look like they're all the time growing. And and so what this does is creates a lot of dysfunction, a lot of issues, um, and it's just yeah, just waiting to crumble. It just takes one, you know poof of, of like a like just one poof of air to knock it all down and so um i want to begin here with the root chakra because i say all this not to create anxiety or added fear but to remind us to find our power outside of money and that's why i think the meditation was good to to remember us to to root, to ground, um, to wherever we are, to the earth, to our homes, to our bodies, and know that just, and, and not even without a home, just us and, and on the earth, uh, we are perfect, able, resourceful, whole, powerful, um, and that is, that is it. That's where we need to source our power from ourselves and from the earth, um, potentially from the universe or God of your understanding. But the root chakra is really the sense of security and survival and sense of safety. And so um, the realities are also that we live in this world of money and we have things we need to do to keep a roof over our head, to be able to feed ourselves. Um, but to, first of all, to know that we are okay no matter what happens. And that's sourcing our power again from ourselves and um, in the earth. And trusting once again that anything that falls off is not for us and we're actually being guided and led to a better place like I know that to be absolutely true from my own journey um, when I trust that and I allow for that and believe me I had the most resistance the most cynicism the most um, like stories like you know about like but then what about, you know, people in these these tough situations, in these um, war-torn countries and, and so on? But we can't compare to an, something that's abstract or big on scale. Like we can only compare ourselves individual to individual. And the truth is when I've made friends with homeless people um, and refugees and uh, indigenous people, people who you know, may seemingly have very little, um, what I, and this is of course a generalization, but I, what I witness is often a kind of strength and power that I do not see with people who are, have been born into wealth or who had access to everything their whole lives, who are actually far more fragile and so um, the the resourcefulness and the resilience of some of these people is like astounding and it makes them, it makes them wholesome. It makes them like grounded and like uh, just um, appreciating like the beauty in life and the family and the, and what really matters. It's like when everything gets taken away from you, you really connect to what matters. And of course, we see in our modern world, again, like the more and more we accumulate, the more and more we kind of get away from that. Um, we we just lose ourselves and we lose really deep fulfillment, the amount of, you know, I've, I've known 
like I've been friends with homeless people, drug addicts, and and even drug dealers, and and so on, and some of the most you know beautiful people. <laughs> and then I've also, um, in this lifetime, made friends with and known a lot of some of the wealthiest people in the world. I, I've just crossed paths and and had these interesting um, experiences. And the the again the generalization is this sense of deep loss and depression and and um yeah not feeling really connected to anything and the the deepest sadness with that and so this journey is not about denying money it's actually about being able to be um overflowing our cup overflowing so we can give and we can show up for all the things we care about i really do believe in the beauty of wealth and um and money circulating through us and being able to you know have a safety net we need to connect for those times where we need to hibernate you know go into winter we need to be able to rest and and have reserves and have passive incomes and all those things it's really necessary and vital and for us to be empowered and for us to show up and be yeah our best selves out in the world um, but this I, I guess what I teach and what I share with money and what I'm talking about today is uh, making sure we're not skipping any part and we're not giving up one thing for the other so we stay whole and integrated and once again I this is why I like the chakras because we can keep checking in where do I feel disconnected where do i feel slightly off um so again coming to that root chakra some of the questions i like would go through in my mind also is like okay worst case scenario i lose my house i uh i don't get you know any income for a while um and i'm really and maybe i don't know if something happens to my family i'm really out on my own who can i go to who do I know? Um, who, like, what is my support network? And this is really good questioning to have at any stage. And if we realize maybe we don't have enough community or, or support, that this is maybe the time to also grow that because I think we're really rooted and supported in our root chakra when we have community as well. This has shown all over the world that the people who live the longest, who have the healthiest um, hearts and and bodies and, and into old age, uh, have community to lean upon. They don't feel the stress and the burden of having to do everything themselves. Um, so maybe that's a work team, maybe that's family, maybe that's friends, um, community in your area, knowing who you can rely on and I and I have that as well with my child like who can I call upon if I need support you know knowing that and knowing that that's really important because uh it's not we're not made to do everything by ourselves this sickness of individualization is really um really hurting a lot of us so remembering the village and remembering the community and, and that's good for everyone you know to be supported and to have really yeah beautiful relationships i'm grateful to know some people here who have really vast um abundant farms because we're still at the beginning stage of growing food on our land so knowing people who are growing food is really um it feels like I feel more rooted and, and and secure in my root chakra by knowing that. 
so again, considering wealth on all levels, like what we our basic needs, a roof of our head, food, um, so knowing who we could call upon. And then moving into the sacral chakra, I think why this is often connected to money is because we have all of our emotions, um, typically in the sacral chakra, this sense of guilt, shame, judgment, uh, this is really our own personal work to wade through those waters, like where this is coming from, retracing the steps, rewriting the stories, um, just looking at our relationship to to money. How do we feel about it? And this is also our sexual center. So it's uh, really our place of power and our place of creation, our wombs. Of course, if you are in a female body, I'm sorry, I naturally tend to share meditations through that lens. Um, but of course, you're absolutely welcome here if you are anywhere else on the spectrum. Um, but connecting to no matter what, our sacral chakra is this, you know, space of creativity and tapping into that resource um, it really requires us to shake off again all the shoulds all the duties all the sense of like this is what I have to do and this is where I can tie back in my conversation with Natalia because uh, it was just kind of very simple but uh, just um, I'll share how I helped her and how she helped me in our last conversation but she, um, yeah, she, she was, I guess, like many clients as well, like focusing on all the like things that she thought she had to do to earn money and it wasn't working. And then I, I just, I gave that kind of shake up of like, no, just focus on what you are here to do, your soul's path, put all of your energy. It doesn't have to make sense. It doesn't, you know, you don't have to all have it worked out in your head. But I believe me, like money attracts to passion. And when we get that right, when we connect to our source of passion, um, and I know this is a good reminder for me as well, because when I really tap into that source, like um, people, like the money comes. So really healing the emotions, uh, like sifting through whatever shows up. It's likely a lifetime's journey, but um, continuing to come back there and then tapping into our creative power. And I, a small anecdote, I remember being back in London, I think it was around 2012, 2013, and me and a friend, we were just like in this vibrant energy. We were getting really excited. We had this like business idea. Um, we were just like... I don't know, kind of moving, uh, you know, staring away from the corporate world, which was kind of the path laid in front of both of us. And we were just like, you know, getting excited about this entrepreneurial world and feeling so creative and just passionate. And we just went to this um, like bar, like not really a place we'd ever gone to, but we were in this bar in the city of London. It was a lot of uh, guys in suits and, and women in suits as well. And we ended up, I don't even know how it happened, we ended up speaking to this woman and she ended up, I mean, she was just like, oh, what are you, what are you talking about? We were like, oh, we have this idea and we were like sh uh, sharing it and she turned to us and she was like, you know, like I am in charge of startup investment um, for this huge bank and what I look for is people and what I look for is the energy that those people are bringing and she said I tell you girls I don't even care what your idea is but 
I want to meet with you. Like you two have something. <laughs> We're like, whoa. And um, she gave us her card and she's like, please, let's set up a meeting. I want to hear about your idea. And I think back to, I mean, that moment came back to me recently, actually in the call I had with Natalia. And I was just amazed because we never followed up on it because the reality is that we didn't feel confident in like having a business plan or being prepared. And I remember being at the time, be like, no, we should just go no matter what. And, you know, in the end, we let it go. Um, it wasn't the right timing, but it definitely showed me again what it means sometimes to attract money is just that passion just having the energy it's like willing to put that in and knowing that we'll be okay once again no matter what um is a really beautiful thing so yeah that's the sacral chakra and then moving into the uh, manapura chakra the third chakra at the core um that's really our internal flame so i think it's 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 good when we work from the ground up but here it's like tending the flame of our passion and our drive the knowing that we can take action so this isn't just you know passive even though sometimes like i said you can be in this as me state where we're in this infinite space and things can just show up but um coming into the sort of more by me uh energy the fire is like knowing that we um can take action when the time is right and i think it has to be intelligent action we have to tend the flame not just like burn it all over <laughs> the town and i know i have to be careful because when i get really activated this is this place of like like I really am suddenly impassioned about a cause or for, about something in particular, I have to be careful that I really channel that action in the right way because my tendency is like, well, the fire that comes through me in that moment sometimes just wants to like blurt it all out and like, <laughs> like how can you not be thinking about this or talking about this? Like, you know, maybe on social media or whatever. And I, and I, it's not holding myself back, but more like just walk, channeling that energy into something into action and knowing that i am on my path and that i can pour this energy in again so again if you haven't yet connected to your purpose or what it is taking just simply this time to shake off the shoulds and um again i would happily work on a session with you to kind of connect to that because i love helping people connect to their why and if you have it and you want it of course to be nurtured and what I also love to hear about people's projects and support you um, individually um, so just reach out and we can make something happen but yeah it's just here knowing you can take action and maybe it's not the exact thing um, that you're going to do forever or it's you know meant to be but it can be the right now it's like I am going to show up with my full body my full presence and I know I am able like in like the core of myself and that energy can be um, translated into anything else and who knows where it can let, lead me if I show up and I tell you I've like from employing people and, and also being employed I can tell that when someone, when I witness someone showing up fully for their work, I will consider them for something else. You know, like I will keep that person in mind because there's a special people, like people who show up and really um, 
do a good job, no matter what the job is. Um, but taking action is really a powerful thing to know that we are able to. Um, and then coming into the heart chakra, I think this is where my work is. I can sense that tenderness still. Um, but also the healing taking place, which is really beautiful because this these moments in time have risen up. Um, oh yeah, I can come back to my conversation with Natalia again because um, that was something last week, right after I recorded the last episode, we had this conversation and um, what I will say about working with her and, and I think what's what it's like working with me as well is that it's very confronting at times like my ego gets flared up and then um the gift is that i get to you know pat it on the head and and lay it to rest and and mature and grow and she just um bounced the question back to me she's like okay yeah this collective thing is taking by place the coronavirus yes we all know that's taking place but why did this retreat not happen for you personally it's the second event now the last event was a bigger event we had planned um, just over a year ago um, that ha like had to be cancelled and fallen through. And she's like, you can see all the exterior reasons, but why didn't it happen for you? Like, and that, I mean, it was tr <laughs> triggering to me. And then, um, and then I had to sit with that and realize, yes, this is still a personal journey. While I kind of it's like the excuse nearly of the coronavirus of like why things hadn't worked out, but then looking at what didn't I have in place and I could see some of the things I still didn't have um, quite right. Like I needed to still have more support. Um, I wasn't still like allowing that in, um, like just to do general kind of uh, just preparation, um, administration, all the things. And, and then, connecting into the project as a whole I was like realized in that moment that I was heartbroken <laughs> with this work and it wasn't really about this work even though you know when I've gone in deep and when I'm really um, in the research with Saucy Gathering and really working with indigenous communities I feel so much heaviness um, just from ancestry collectively like in the moment like what is taking place like all the things wrapped up into it and I am having to process it all and heal it through myself and then um show up for others again and again and uh the heartbreak like heartbreak that I was feeling I think was just the being really ground down and um feeling at times betrayed and feeling just these different um disappointments and uh, another thing <laughs> didn't go so didn't go so well and then I had to to fix again and um but zooming out I realized like no that's just my personal journey these are all things patterns bouncing back for me to heal and learn from and um the heart space it's like this full trust full trust to help help us keep an open heart and chest so that we can give with our full heart and we can receive with our full heart and when specifically on the soul's journey because i believe when we're earning money with any other means with any other thing that we've like any other job that we're doing or anything that we are i don't know uh, 
we've kind of forced or faked or whatever it is that we can see out in the world. People are able to make money in many ways, more from controlling means. But when we're really in the soul's path, when we're in truth, and when we're in um, yeah, the integrity of who we are, <laughs> whenever I'm not receiving financially, this question bounces back to me. Where am I not giving fully with my whole heart? Where am I still hiding my true gifts? And this ability to stay open-hearted, at the like no matter what happens, you know, strong back, open, soft heart, it's like so important and knowing, forgiving, loving ourselves and everyone who's been part of our journey, knowing that we are all just teachers here, mirroring wounds and mirroring different things for one another and taking that back in and healing that and integrating it and just yeah dropping off the weight that we might be carrying the the hardness the ways we protect ourselves dropping that armor off and knowing that we are protected by being our truest self nothing can harm us when we are fully present and and it's like so cheesy but i know it to be true on the deepest level like nothing can beat love so in the face of any attacks anything that we feel that we're getting from the world or anything like just showing up with love and pouring that back because we are all at the end of the day wounded children trying to get love and so that force dispels everything and I've seen it in the weirdest situations like moments when I was really truly scared um and I just brought on the full force of love and it's not just like this soft sweet thing it's actually like a force it's kind of like this warrior mother like um, moving through you again it's like a flow state that full channel through the heart space so really allowing um yeah the love to pour out and and knowing nothing is lost nothing could be taken from us no matter what like we are strong we are able again we are um worthy and whole and and then yes so moving up into the throat chakra this is the place of clear speech and clear hearing and i knew this was a place i had to work on for quite some time being able to actually communicate my value communicate um yeah what i'm worth to ask for money was like uh, just several years back like one of the worst uncomfortable things i had um and me and now I feel pretty at ease with it and pretty free. But also listening as a superpower, this is such an important skill. Listening to the opportunities that are around us at all times. I, I've shared this in a previous episode, but there is, there is wealth that we can access um, all around us. And even right now in the recession where the people, you know, the collective noise is that there's job losses and, and, um, whatever there's still opportunities and there's still um incredible ways to earn and to um, receive so we have to really fine-tune our ears and pay attention to listen to stay awake and aware and when we do the opportunities uh the little signs from the universe the way it's what we know that we're on track um they show up and then when we're listening and then we're you know following by taking action or showing up then uh we are you know 
yeah, being able to receive again. And so making sure we don't feel blocked. It's where many of us have blocked. It's where I work a lot with women and where I've worked with myself, with the throat chakra, um, being able to express our needs. So also right now, um, feeling completely okay to express, this is what I need. This is what I want right now. Like, I want to be able to buy this. I want to be able to do this. Like, being able to voice that and feeling completely okay, again, maybe coming back to the sacral chakra and healing any emotions or wounds that come up around that. But um, practicing that, we know we've cleared all the chakras beneath that when we can um, use clear speech and um, we're not, you know, bogged down by all these emotions that we're not able to listen clearly. So using that as a litmus test um, to go back down into any of the other chakras to, to heal and connect. And then coming into our third eye, this was a huge missing piece for me that I didn't really hear anyone else talking about when they talked about money or, uh, um, you know, attracting wealth or whatever. Uh, for me, it was such an important, and I think it's because I'm a highly visual person, <laughs> but I needed to have and a clear vision for where money was going to go. I couldn't, for me personally, I couldn't just have this abstract sense of having money in my account. I had to have a clear vision of where it would go, where it could take me, um, just knowing all the beautiful small businesses I wanted to support, all the ways I wanted to invest, all the ways I wanted to give, but having a really clear vision. And for my project, I've done so much work. Like I, I'm ready to receive, you know, anything from, I mean, any amount, a dollar to uh, millions. And I will absolutely, at this point, I can tell you, I know exactly what to do with any single amount. And it will be at the highest uh, use and, and beauty. And I have plans like visions and 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 really clear um directions for every stage of wealth and so that's also why i know i'm ready to invite that in now fully you know those wealthy um patrons or sponsors or um just bringing in more more supporters of the project as individuals like i know like absolutely ready and so having that clear vision is really beautiful so if you want to take time in your own space just to clear your mind and to picture where like where that money would flow in your life and just basking in the beauty of that um just seeing how good money can flow and how you can be part of that channel and yeah who would you support where would it go where could it take you um and again in the vision space our imagination is limitless don't confine yourself to any limits especially that we're confined into right now especially when we're confined right now we can't move around or fly or um even you know here we have a curfew at night like this it's, it's crazy but and we can't go onto the beach but I can still vision being on the beach. I can still vision traveling. And I, it's actually interesting now. I'm like, well, who knows what's going to take place with airlines or, um, but something with me, I was like, I know my project. I know I'm, I'm still, this is the work. I'm here to go to these different indigenous communities and connect with these wise elders, these female medicine women. I was like, wow, it'll just be a lot more adventurous. It'll be like a, a full expedition of like, how will I get there? Um, part of that was really exciting to me. You know, it's not just like, oh, you just fly and, and then you're there. Um, it could be a whole other adventure. So 
anyway, allowing the visions to, um, again, be wild and, and dream and just witness on any level where money could flow in your life and start feeling at ease with any amount. Because um, I don't know about you, but when I think about a lot of money, it made me very uncomfortable, like nearly like, oh, I don't want it on me. Like it's too much energy. I don't want to think about it. It's like too much responsibility. It felt like, oh, like not what I'm used to. And so getting used to that in our vision space is really helpful and useful. And when we get to connect to our final chakra, the crown chakra, we connect to the infinite, we connect to the universe. And so, you know, <laughs> what is money? It's, a, it's made up. It's like, uh, what does it represent? And it's really um, infinite creation, infinite source, um, knowing that we are guided um, by our soul and by this journey that we are on and that, um, yeah, allowing more than we could imagine also. Opening up our crown is kind of allowing for the magic to flow <laughs> and for greater possibilities that we could ever dream of which is always beautiful for me to remind myself of because I have such, again, this active imagination of vision space that I can envision many amazing things. And then part of me is like, okay, I just have to figure out how to, to do that. <laughs> like I have to figure that out. And it's taken me everywhere that I've got to, which is, you know, really this dream life that I, I get to live that I'm so grateful for. Uh, it's all started from the dream vision space. And then, I'm like, okay, how do I land this onto earth? And so um, knowing once we open up that anything is possible and as soon as I let go of the reins and I come into that sort of as me state again, it's like, wow, more than I could ever imagine can show up and it could be better than I could imagine. So always allowing space for that. And that's why the winter season, no matter if it's in real time winter or it's just in sort of a mini cycle in the month, even at night, you know, when we rest, it's like allowing um, the gifts to arrive when we're in the space of nothing, in the space of rest, in the space of integration, uh, not needing to do anything, not needing to work with anything, um, just allowing. So yeah, I hope uh, this framework of the chakras has helped you. It really helps me to come back into. So grateful to talk about it and to share it. I will still try and get that talk up because yeah, I think it offered also some other pieces in that. So I will continue to work on that. And yeah, the final bit that I want to share is that um, yeah, when I was talking again with Natalia. Um, it was this moment where trying to figure out how to, I guess, manifest, like, I mean, I think for her it was an apartment or it was like, yeah, it was an apartment. And I can since say like just a week after we had the conversation, she manifested her dream set up and I was like kind of amazed. Um, so that's why I knew I had to share share this. But when I connected back to, I think one of the most um, conscious manifestations, because I knew I was going to meet my partner the year that I met him, basically the beginning of the year, actually the year before, I was just kind of in this mystical space. I remember meditating and it was like this full moon and I remember looking up at the moon and I was like, just bit like in this dream state and I was like 
feeling the energy of my my soul partner and my person and just swimming in that and just yeah it's this beautiful energy and I just remember yeah like knowing it's coming and then at the beginning of the new year I had just left Canada I was back home in Wales and I just was like this is the year I am going to like I had just been celibate um, by choice you've probably heard me um, in the uh, the sex episode I can't remember what I called it but orgasm um, I yeah took this year away from partners but uh, I knew then I was needed to get out of my comfort zone again and meet people and so I just stayed clear with um, yeah the kind of person I wanted to meet the qualities the feelings I wanted to feel but the thing that really I think kicked it into gear it was the sense that I had already connected to my purpose, like my work that I was here to do. And so I had this kind of conversation with the universe, with myself. I was like, I have work to do. Like, I really want to show up and I am losing. I have lost so much energy dating and and like connecting, to, like wondering who I'm going to meet and then like uh, things not going well and just losing so much energy through all the emotions. And I was like, I just don't even want to play those games anymore. I want to meet my person, have them as a solid anchor so I can focus on the work that I'm here to do in the world. I also knew I wanted to call it a child. Like I just became really strong with it. And I think it became this like energy inside of me where I was like, yeah, I deserve this. I need this. Like I am not messing around anymore. I don't want to play these games. And I, you know, I'm on that journey to meet my partner that several months later, I, uh, I met some guys and I was just like, no, no, this is like, again, I'm in this fantasy place. We're playing these games. Like I don't, no uh, and then right before I met my partner it was like this moment where I, I just like was kind of so romantic and so hopeful that this other guy might be the guy and then realizing he wasn't and I was just like no and he was talking about really believing in open relationship and that's the new paradigm and I remember in that moment being like something just came over me and I looked him in the eye and I was like because that's what you believe in that's what you will get and that's great I believe that I have my partner, my soul partner, and I am here to explore like the infinite realms of pleasure and, and beauty with one person. Um, to me, it's not like a, you know, being bogged down by one person. And that's why I know I'm about to meet my person. <laughs> and I said it with this force. And I remember this guy started crying and I was like, what, what is coming through me? But anyway, this energy came through and and then yeah shortly after I met my husband and it felt like we were walking into one another's dreams it was like so surreal how it was meant to be it was just this really beautiful beautiful um beautiful thing but um this I think really helped Natalia because she just needed that like reminder of like okay yeah and I was like yeah you need this apartment so you can do this incredible work that you're here to do I know the work that she's doing you should check out our link below her Lumina magazine or the people that she's interviewing like I know her and I'm like yeah you <laughs> people need to know about you people need to know about your work like she's such an incredible connector she's been the most incredible consultant I would recommend her to anyone needing that like support um, but 
yeah, we can't mess around. We need a place to live. We need a, you know, a basic needs met. And yeah, shortly after she stopped focusing all her energy on the things that weren't lighting her up anymore. She put all of her effort into, yeah, I think the magazine and, and the, the work that she loves. And, and then yeah, shortly after found this apartment and that's like when we were having this conversation then between me and her, we were like, yeah, this is what it is. Like, when we can connect to the full heart for the full love of what we're here to do and being of service, like how important that is to attract everything, all the resources, all the things that we need. And again, I knew then I had to heal my broken heart with this project and with this work because it was heavy and people could feel that. I remember meeting someone recently, a beautiful yeah, new connection friend, and she was like, I remember she mirrored back to me. She's like, oh yeah, I can... I can feel that, like that heaviness and pain. I was like, hmm, I don't, I don't really want, I want to be able to talk about things like freely. Like I, I love sharing experiences as teaching points, as learning points, because I think it helps one another. But I don't necessarily want to share the heaviness because it means that I'm still holding on to it. And it's not, in the end of the day, it's not attractive. It's not attracting what I'm actually looking for um, to do the work that I'm here to do. It's not attracting new clients. It's not attracting, yeah, just the resources that we need to, to make this organization work. So I have to heal that and I have to find the full love and heart, which I know is there, but it's just been, you know, buried under some other armor and just release it <laughs> the full passion the full love i know when i give my talks on like women's wisdom traditions and women's history and i'm in my full like passion and heart like it's kind of um it's incredible because i could see people's faces and then when people come up to me afterwards it's kind of this like amazement and i'm like yeah it's because this is my passion this is the work i'm here to do and i'm amazed that we don't know it enough in our collective but people don't really know it um even in like the divine feminine spiritual movement people are still missing the depth of that that which is so incredible so anyway thank you for again once again listening and uh letting me process and heal through this conversation i'm feeling way more alive than I did at the beginning of the podcast I was feeling um, still a little bit that heaviness I think that meditation helped lift things and then talking through all of this um, once again I'd love to hear from you even if you can't afford to work with me right now or, you know if that's not just timing or whatever but if you just want to email in and share a little bit about your work and uh, what you're working through right now, like at any stage, I'm happy to just do it as a sort of, um, we can keep it anonymous, obviously, but just speak about whatever you're working through and just help wherever you're at. So it's more of a sort of collective sort of um, guidance and um, maybe can help many people um, through whatever you're working through individually. So please feel free to do that at any stage. I'm really grateful again for this medium for being able to speak freely um, and just show up each week and process together i'm so happy to hear that you feel like you're just in this conversation with me and that you are soothed by my voice and all these beautiful things you've been telling me i um again so honored and i will hold it in my heart and uh yeah keep finding the energy to to show up and to be part of this journey together and 
yeah, excited to see where we'll go. Sending so much love to wherever you are in the world. Um, until next week.